Welcome back to another episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. I am joined today by the incredible Annalena Fuchs, who is a human design and gene keys guide. Annalena's work is activating conscious introvert and entrepreneurs into more ease, flow, and impact. She's the founder of the Align Living Academy, where conscious leaders get certified as human design coaches, and she's also the host of her very own podcast called The Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap. I can't wait for you guys to meet Annalena right after this. You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome, Annalena. Hi, Amy Lee. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here. So I always ask this question first because I think it's really important. Obviously, we don't get out of school and say, when I grow up, I want to be a human design mentor, right? Like, tell us a little bit about your trajectory and how you got from where you thought you were going to go to where you are now. Yeah, that's a cool question. Yeah, so when I was in school, I remember actually in high school, we made this magazine, right, for graduation. And I was kind of doing the whole thing. I was in the design committee. And I was, I said, I'm going to be the next math teacher in my high school because I, I'm a math nerd. I love math. And I've always been really good at teaching, you know, so I, I was helping students very easy to get from an F to an A. And but I thought I'm going to, yeah, be like a math teacher, something with numbers for sure. Um, but then, you know, things went a little different. I went to college. Eventually, it, I studied um, business administration. Um, and I thought I'm going to work for McKinsey or Boston Consulting and those kind of things. But somehow it didn't work out. It felt a little off, you know. Um, and then I worked for years in corporate, like accounting, finance, office management, a little bit of human resources. And the only time where I felt kind of happy was when I had a lot of different things to do, like some human resources, some finances and a little bit of training I started to do as well, you know, like employee trainings and stuff. So, but once I was really had to focus on just one thing um, and only finance and doing reconciliations every month over and over again, I got so freaking bored. Um, and then eventually, because I grew up in Germany, right? And in Germany, we have a, at least where I grew up, like on the countryside, organic foods and, you know, healthy living was kind of normal in a way. And when I came to America, I have to say, I was a little shocked. I really didn't like it here first. I was like, oh, my God, I cannot. Like, the food is not food. I mean, what are people eating here? This is not. It was really horrible for me. Um, so eventually, I, I started to kind of see how people are suffering with their health. And I, you know, it came easy to me to help people like, hey, just do this and that. So I, I started to become a coach, but more in the realm of health coaching. And then life coaching, then I started to realize, well, you know, people are not just going to change their habits. There's something more behind it. So I started to dive into energetics. Always this word energy came to me. And then I, I did a lot of the inner emotional healing work actually for myself, first and foremost. 
And then somehow I went more into business coaching and then, yeah, human design and all these beautiful things found me. And that's when I was, you know, when you, when you feel like you arrived in some way, like, cause I was, I always felt there's something missing, like, but a really fundamental piece was missing. And I think I stopped searching, honestly. And then all of a sudden, when at least, you know, when you don't expect it, really, when you're not looking, it came. And then, I mean, I have to say, because human design has a lot of numbers, right? So it's kind of a math puzzle for me. So I, I think it was perfect. And it came so easy to me. Like, and I think we briefly talked about this once where it was just like I remembered it. And I was like, okay, you know, and, and I knew way more than people knew that already knew about human design for decades, you know, and I felt a little bit like, well, that's unfair. But then I learned about my two line and, you know, I have to do what comes very freaking easy to me. And so I just started to embrace it. And it was first for myself because it's changed my personal life and my business so much. I, I mean, I, I cannot express it almost in words. So much relief so much like um, confirmation that what I already knew about myself wasn't wrong, right? And also finally that I gave myself permission to stop over-investing in things that really were totally misaligned, you know, because I always thought somebody else has the answers and there's something wrong with me. And I was really at the point where I'm like, I'm not cut for this online space. And, and I'm a highly sensitive, introvert, empathic person, so... You know, you too, yeah. Like most people actually I talk to are that. That's why I'm sometimes like, why do we, especially, and I, I like it because you're a generator, I'm a manifesting generator, you know? And we're always like, you know, these workhorses and high energetic and super outgoing. It's like, I don't know. It's, that's kind of missing the point a little bit, but okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's, that's kind of my, my well, dream. I think we're able to show up that way because we're talking to a computer. I mean, I do not think that I would be the same. In fact, I know I was in multi-level marketing for a long time and I was a very high up leader there. And when I was in person, I was shy. I was in the corner. Like I, I can be outgoing because there isn't a big draw on my energy. I'm giving a lot of energy, but it's not a lot of taking energy. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that that the online space allows a lot of introverts to really kind of shine and and give more of themselves um, because we do have the opportunity to hang up, you know, to close the camera and then go recharge by ourselves. We don't have to then go sit with a bunch of people at a table and, you know, continue the facade. So I think, to be fair, I think that that's probably why a lot of us thrive so much in this atmosphere. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, now that you say that. It's just, you know, in the beginning, I I thought you have to be always present and you have to dance on the camera all the time and post every single day, you know. But that's with the online space, you actually can very beautifully hide behind the scenes. I mean, I know personally there are people out there, they have podcasts, they do trainings, they never show their face and it, it works, you know. Yeah, absolutely. No, it completely works. And I love how you said that human design kind of kind of found you because that's exactly how it happened with me. In fact, it it bugged me for a long time and I didn't want anything to do with it. I remember there was this one girl that when it when I first heard about it, she would not stop talking about it. And I finally blocked her. I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't want to hear about this human design thing. I'm so sick of like 
all these personality tests and I wanted to run away from it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no, no, no. And, you know, I like a kid around that like Ra is like, you know, Ra who is like my godfather or something because we're both five ones and like, you know, so I, I kid around that like he was like haunting me, right? Like he was like, <laughs> you need to look at this. You need to look at this. But like you, I too felt like human design was truly the missing piece, you know? And, and I think for me, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, but like, my feeling is that we, we've talked for years, for 50 years about the quarter life crisis, the midlife crisis, like what am I here for? What is my life really about? Mm -hmm. And I think that human design is really kind of like the, the puzzle piece that solves that. It's like, well, you know, I like to think of it like your dreams and what it is that you want to create in this world is your mission and your human design is the method. It's like, here's what you want to do, and here's the blueprint of how you're supposed to do it and all of the ways that you, you know, are, are meant to interact with the world to get you to, you know, uh, what, uh, what is it, collective consciousness desires, right? Like what it is that, the, that, that source wants for the world that it's creating through you, human design is going to get you there. And for me, that was, you know, your dreams are your mission. Your design is the method. When that clicked, dream design. I, I had been the dream design coach for so long and never really understanding what that design piece was. And then, like you said, all of a sudden it was like, oh, my goodness, this is what design was all along. But I didn't know that until it came. So I just resonated so much when you said that because that's exactly what it was like for me too. Yeah. 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 And I mean, me growing up, I was one of the most indecisive people on earth. I think <laughs> I even remember my dad sometimes, what do you mean? You don't know, <laughs> you know, and, and I have a completely open solar plexus, right? So for me, it's actually very common. You too. Okay. Uh, you see, like <laughs> I talk to my people. So, um, we actually, it's very normal for us. We can fall in this, like, we, we don't know. We don't know what we're feeling, what we want, what we desire. Like, I, I have had this so many times and I still, and I'm a, a specific manifesting type. That's the only error I have pointing to the left. But I have to say, I only, you know, really use that when it comes to me with ease. Mm -hmm. I don't know everything in exact detail, what I want or what I want to do in a week or all these kind of things. But it's kind of this overarching dream. I, I know, and I'm, I have a defined G center, so I have, I know where I'm going very strongly, very clearly. Um, but it's like I was like, yeah, human design is like a GPS, right? You you put kind of the end goal in there if you happen to know that, right? We we never want to force that. Mm -hmm. But then it's like it just spits out the next step. Here you go left, here you go right. It doesn't give us every single step because depending on where you go it may redirect maybe your big goal changes right mm -hmm. it's okay and it's really and it goes back to all these other things we have learned right living in the present moment right it's true because only when we really do that we can in our case listen to that sacral sound to that uh -huh. well and also if you think about it living in the present moment is the only place you can live because yeah. living in the past well, you can then, you know, you can't change that. And if you're living in the future, it hasn't happened yet. So the only place where you really have any power is in the moment anyway. So you, you kind of have to live in the moment. Yeah. And you know, what's funny now that you say that I remember I did a workshop or like a speech, um, even before I knew about human design, I was talking exactly about this. I had a thing with 
this is the present moment. This is all we ever have. If we live in the past, we're just regrets and we can't change it and future basically we live in anxiety right or worries like that doesn't even and we miss out what's actually right in front of us and and somehow like i knew these things but human design made a click was like mm -hmm. yeah this is really so important and and also what was such a game changer for me that how we're meant to be different right because i used to compare myself oh my god mm -hmm to the point of exhaustion and you lose yourself right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know and i think we have awesome elements of openness in our human design but like i took on so much of other people's like ideas and and strategies and how we have to do things right and that just disconnects you from yourself so that's why i really feel human design gives you that gift of you know learning what is your what is your personal strategy, right? What is your personal path? And when you're so deeply rooted in that, and that may take some time, and it may actually require people to kind of disconnect a little bit from the outside noise. And I actually, I, I'm, you know, even though we are coaches, I actually recommend to people like, stop working with a bunch of coaches and other people that are telling you what to do for a while so that you can start to listen to yourself. Mm -hmm. And once you're really in tune with your strategy and authority, you know who are the right people for you to work with, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean like coaching is, is not a good thing, not at all, right? There may be the most right. amazing coach out there that's exactly what you need. But when it comes from the place of like, oh, they have the solution for me, mm -hmm. there's always the wrong energy behind, right? But when it turns into like a co-creation where you really, you just, you don't know why, but you feel the sacral pole or whatever your authority is, I mean, so much magic happens oh my gosh I feel like we could do like a series of like talks because like there's so many things I want to touch on and I think the best way to do it is just to kind of like talk about each one of them so first and foremost I think something that's really important that you and I probably understand more than a lot of people do um when we think about empaths and highly sensitives right you think of people who are very emotional but the more that you study human design, you learn that we're actually non-emotional. And when you tell that to an empath, the first thing they do is go, no, that's not right. That's not me. But the truth of the matter is it's not our own emotions. We're like air traffic control towers for other people's emotions. And so when we start to realize that our own emotions are in there, but we're not processing them. And because we're not processing them, we're then coding them into our DNA and passing them on to our children and potentially, you know, to our entire lineage. And that's when we're talking about, you know, trapped emotions, especially in the NLP world where I come from, it's because as empaths, yeah, absolutely. We process emotions all day long, but they're not ours. Yeah. And that is such a huge revelation. Don't you think? I mean, to know that about yourself. Yeah. And I mean, for me, because that was the funny thing also for me, I did work on the emotional work, for, for a couple of years before human design, like I said, found me. And there was a point where I got stuck, where sometimes kind of, you know, because it's like you learn, okay, you have to feel your emotions and the negative ones so they can flow through you. But you can also overindulge yourself in that, right? And kind of stay in that energy and then it's hard to get out of there. So, and I think I started to identify with it too much, a little bit, right? And then, yeah, when I learned about my human design, hey, girl, you have an open solar plexus, like any kind of emotions you feel is like what you're taking on from the outside world, from your environment and everything, right? 
And that was a game changer. It was a game changer in my relationship. My partner has the 12-22 and the 55-39 channel, you know, and I have open solar plexus, you know. I used to take things personal. Like and shoveling things into your world. Yeah. Like, here you go, here's a trash shoot right into your life. <laughs> and then now when I'm like, oh, he's in his high, he's in his low. And I, I just have so much more compassion for me and for him, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and then, but the other thing I have to say, because I have looked at so many or work with so many people and done readings and look at human design charts, there's also a ton of people out there that have emotional authority, but they have the, the will center open or the G center. They also consider themselves as highly empathic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Absolutely. It, there is not like, yeah, we cannot. And I know in human design, we say like, oh, if you have an undefined solar plexus, you are the empath. But we all have some kind of openness. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. I just thought of that as something that a lot of people are like, wait, no, I'm not. I'm not unemotional. And I'm like, well, according, you know, in, in this terminology, you are. But you bring up another good point that, you know, you mentioned that the world, let me see if I can say this correct. The world kind of tries to put everybody in boxes and make everybody all the same. And and from an economic standpoint, that makes sense, right? Like, let's make a million of something and paint them different colors and give people the illusion that they have choice. Mm -hmm. but like you said, you know, human design is the study of differentiation. It's the science of differentiation. And so in human design, what we're actually attempting to do is dehomogenize and really look at the nuances of who everybody is. But what I find, and I want to know what you think, when you first find out what your type is and what your authority is, what's the first thing you do? You go put yourself in that box and it's almost like you're homogenizing again, right? So yeah. what so, do you suggest like when somebody's new to human design and you know they jump in with the five ones or they jump in with the six twos or you know they jump in with generators like how because I because I've got a lot of people in my audience who are going to want to know this like how do you prevent yourself from then because it's almost like Annalena it's almost like once you know what you are you start to reflect your behavior back to what you are mm -hmm. you know what I mean like you do something and you're like well I did that because I'm a five one it's almost like you're doing it that way in preparation for knowing that that's who you are and so how do you kind of break that re-homogenization yeah yeah that's a really good question and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about teaching human design and if you follow me on Instagram so I share a lot about human design on Instagram and I have received so much feedback from people that I have this very expansive approach to human design because I have seen exactly this and I see so Let's talk a little bit about the downfall of human design because everything, right? We can use it to our advantage or disadvantage, right? So there's a lot of human design stuff out there where it's all about the five types. It's like, oh, here are the generators. This is typical for them. Here are the reflectors. Here are the manifestor. Here's the manager and here's the projector. And if I'm being honest, I can relate to all of it. And like, I'm almost like sick and tired of these posts where there's just this, this one piece of advice for one type, for one type, for one type. And I did at some point. Um, I know who you're talking about, by the way. <laughs> is that? I said, I know who you're talking about, by the way. 
I mean, I think there's lots of people out there, and I'm I'm not trying to point fingers. I just no, 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 no. no. I, I think the people that do that are lovely, but I'm just saying I can think of a couple of people. Yeah, who literally, their job, you know, the way that they teach human design is every day. It's like here's a little, you know, tidbit for if you're this. Yeah, and and I have really made a point, and what I also totally find um, what is not serving human designers all. If you have one type, and they they talk kind of crappy about another type, we're conditioned by this type. That's just the word. I see this with projectors a lot sometimes. Like, oh, we we are we are like we need to get away from the generous. We are here to work together and support each other, right? So, anyways, I did a post about you know crave. I think it was called cravings by human design type. Um, but it was kind of like a joke. So I made, oh, this is for the generators. We we crave um, to be to be loved and heard and seen. And it was the same for every type, right? So, and then I think I made a joke for the managers and chocolate or something like that, right? So be, because I, I found it so ridiculous, you know, that, that we actually using human design to put things into a box. Yeah, again. And... That is not the point. And also like what happens so much, because I think you can relate to this a lot, like the generators and the many gens are always perceived as this very high bundle of energy, always ongoing and they're the workhorses and almost like the slaves of the universe or something like that. And like we're, like, we're too much in some way, right? Um, and what I have found, and this is me, who I am myself, and I think 95% of the people that I attract highly sensitive, empathic. They feel like what they see, they resonate more with the project, but I'm tired all the time. You know, like, so there is really a lot of stuff. I, I honestly want to say probably the majority that's out there about human design is more doing the opposite of what it's actually meant mm -hmm. to. And I, I have started to speak a little bit louder about it. And I have found it resonates a lot with people because especially with the generator test, are like, uh, thank God for putting some truth out there because I, I I don't resonate with most of the things. Like we're not all extrovert and high energy all the time. And, you know, so it's really, um, yeah. We it's have an experiment too. It's an experiment. I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, it's called the human design experiment. We're meant to see like yeah. how we move through the world and, 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 you know, there's so many, like, it's so interesting to me because, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, by the way, but like, when we think about, okay, so like a, a really big tenant of human design is the magnetic monopole, right? And the idea of the driver and the car and whatever. And I would say 99% of human design education doesn't even talk about the magnetic monopole, doesn't even go into what is actually driving us, you know? And and if you don't have that information and you look at the human design system through the lens of somebody who is teaching it in a, in a trendy, fun way of like, here's this celebrity and what I think they are or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you, you miss out on that level of mastery of what it really is. And then your experiment is going to be affected. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to be careful, right? Because anytime it leads to putting us into a box, it's really not not serving us. So that's why I always say because sometimes people also, oh, I I don't like my three line, or I don't like this gate, or they they feel like a victim of it, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. my job is always like to help them 
feel more empowered about it because everything is perfect as it is, right? And honest to God, if you don't resonate with something, just drop it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, human design is not here for you to be miserable. It's, it's the opposite. Like, take what resonates and leave the rest, you know? Because honestly, in essence, all that human design is about is to trust yourself. Right, 100%. And like, you got to wonder, like, how did we get the negative underpinnings of human design if somebody didn't create those you know like for example if you have open centers people think that that means that there's something wrong with you there and it's like I I would much rather have an open spleen than a closed one thank you um you know so like that doesn't necessarily mean but but somebody at some point decided to call it that you know Mm -hmm. that somehow you don't have access to this energy it's negative and now all of a sudden we've got this prevailing concept where people will be like oh is it is it bad that I have an open no it's not it's it just is there is no good and bad and you really have to exercise you know restraint with when it comes to polarity when it comes to human design because there is no good and bad yeah I mean there there is no human design without the defined and an undefined it's right exactly that that's that's so true We, we need all of it because for example like anything that I have open in my chart mm-hmm. I you and I we're only able to learn about the emotional energy because of the people that have emotional authority right and vice versa they're through us reflecting it back to them it's it's like we ha- it's, it's we coexist within that right and exactly there's no right or wrong there's no good or bad there is just perfect as it is right so mm-hmm. exactly and and that's really my main um intention with human design to yeah, to help people feel comfortable in, in who they are, always have and always will be, and fully come to a place of accepting themselves and see their uniqueness and, and really love that they're different from the rest of everybody else, right? But by design. I mean, it's meant to be that way. Yeah, yeah. And and that's also why, you know, when I when I started in the coaching space, everything was like, because what, what happens is we fall into like following processes and strategies that work for somebody let's say it's a manifester or whatever right or it's a generator doesn't matter really but they have this process these five steps that work for them and they are put it out there like this is the truth this is the answer because it worked for me and we fall for these things you know we think because it worked for you it has to work for me and then of course we feel like a failure because it doesn't and i feel sometimes we can through a lot of push and hustle and grind, we can kind of seemingly make it successful on paper for a little while until we find out it's not sustainable, it burns us out, and da 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 da. So that's why I'm so passionate about humanism because I honestly feel like it's here to revolutionize the coaching industry. And a lot of this cookie cutter stuff is it has to fall apart eventually, right? Um, so that we also come to a better, like a more conscious way of distributing money, because I do feel like there's a big imbalance there, you know, from kind of misusing that, oh, this is how it worked for me. Now go copy what I did. Um, and it's actually, it's a little bit out of integrity for me now that I know about human design. I'm not saying these people do it intentionally, you know, I think we all at some point were there. Hey, look, this worked for me. I'm sure it works for you. But human design gave me that understanding that if something works beautifully for me, does not mean at all it's going to work the same for somebody else. No, absolutely. It, it won't. And, and I think that 
energetics plays such a big part in it, right? And and I think at the end of the day, the, the way I look at it is that when we come to Earth School, you know, we sit down with the universe, we look at like the potential charts we could have. And it's like, what about this one? It's like, yeah, you know, I, I really, I this time around, I, I need to have a closed G center. Like I just need it. It's like, okay, I get it. Well, I can give you that, but you're going to have an 11 in your Mercury. And it's like, oh, okay, fine. And then, you know, you sign the dotted line, you go to earth and you're, you're yourself. Right. And so I, I think that the more that we understand that everything we have to deal with, we chose in some way to further the journey of our soul. We can stop, you know, one of the things when I found out I was a five one, I gave myself so much forgiveness for all of the things that had happened to me that I was like, well, I don't understand why, well, why did this person turn on me? Well, why all of a sudden this, like what's wrong with me that I consistently don't have good interpersonal relationships that are close. Mm -hmm. And what I came to realize, girlfriend, you're a five one, like you are a prolific creature that some people are just going to want to be the icon. And if you leave that, then you are betraying their projection of who they thought you were. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people would look at that. And I did for the first, however long and be like, why me? Why can't I have close relationships? Why can't I be seen as a human being? Why am I only this projection? But then one day I was like, but you picked that. You picked that because that is somehow going to further your journey. And so when we look at it from that perspective of like, Everything I'm dealing with, all the teachers in my chart, you know, the open centers, those were chosen specifically to further my soul's journey. And when I look at it from that perspective, there is no good and bad. There just is. And this is what I'm dealing with. And I think that the more that people start to really embrace and, and you see it now, I mean, even in the corporate level, people are asking for people's charts. People are wanting to know. I love that. And that's I think, yeah. yeah. That's why I envision also at schools and corporate. Yeah. If just had it would just be so beautiful. Dating. Yeah. I mean, there'll be literally like think of match.com and there'll be a spot for your human design and you can filter. There's no way of dating a three, six, or there's no, oh my gosh, I'm not, I can't be with a reflector, right? Like I've already been with like, you know, who knows? I mean, that's coming. I mean, we, when the internet came out, people were like the internet, that's not going to last. I, I genuinely, I'm going to make a bold statement and say, I think human design is going to go the way they, the internet. I do. I hope so. Yeah. I really do think so. Yeah. So you have so many juicy things to share with us today. We popped up your Instagram for a minute. So there's the Instagram. Mm -hmm. You have also got some other stuff you wanted to share with us. You have a podcast, right? Yeah. It's called the art of slowing down since I'm a manager, right? <laughs> I love that. And then you've also got a fun freebie for folks. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things I have been working a lot on, I'm also very passionate about is money, the whole concept about money. And, you know, especially as conscious business leaders or spiritual people in the online space, right, which definitely human design falls into that. Um, you know, it, it is important Like, we, we got to make money, right, to to live. And I know, especially we as women, we have a little bit of a, a history where that probably growing up or in past lives, that that was not kind of the norm, right, for from, from women to, to make a lot of money and stuff. And then it can be a flip side, right? We can go into an extreme where we make it all about money and we think success is defined by money, which is actually not the case at all. Um, so to really come to a place of 
having a beautiful romantic relationship with money where you can allow yourself to really live out your desires. And, and some people could care less about making X amount of money, right? Some people, and I learned this also with human design and the gene keys that depending what we have in our charts, there are some people that are not, money doesn't drive them, yeah? So I was a person always that I loved money since I was a kid growing up and I made myself, of course, wrong for that. When I learned my human design, I was like, oh, now I understand. You know, I have the money channel on my moon, for example. So can it be any more obvious than that? It's um, drive right there. Yeah, yeah, it is. I have the 214 channel. I have. You know, oh my gosh. I have only met like three people. And every time I do a reading and someone has that, I'm like, guess what? You won the lottery. And, like, oh, and I want to talk about that because not. not so, and I no, have. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. no, no, but that's what people think, right? And yeah. I have the three line in my, in my conscious Jupiter, which is like the money, like you love money, you want to have a lot of money and to party and celebrate and, you know, share with other people. And I've always felt that way. But I went totally into this place of like, there's something wrong with me that I like money so much. And I, I was in a place of scarcity for a long time where I always thought that I'm not worthy unless I make X amount of money, you know? And it finally clicked. And I did a lot of inner healing work. And I mean, over the years, a lot, a lot, right? So I'm now at a place, and I also learned I'm here actually to teach about money, you know? And and I was like, who am I to teach about money? I have to make a million bucks first, right? Or whatever, or if I want to write a book. But I started to talk about it and, and people love it and it really resonates with them. And I just want to also say, if you have these money channels, does not mean you're going to be born rich. I definitely did not come from a family where we had a lot of money. There was actually a lot of scarcity around money, lots of like fighting around money and all these kind of things, right? Because oftentimes people, that's another thing with human design, it's like, okay, if I don't have those channels, I'm screwed. I'm going to tell you, I've seen people that are making seven figures. They don't have any of the money channels in their chart. So yeah, Amy Porter is breaking it in hand over fist and she doesn't have any of that. Money. She's just got tw uh, 2644, I think is like her big. Yeah. So no matter what your human design is, you all, if that's your desire, can be a millionaire. We are all meant to be abundant and have all that we need and desire to live the life we're meant to live. So that's just out there. So that's why one of the energy healing modalities that I love is, is called infinity healing. It's super gentle, especially for highly sensitive people. Um, so I have a free money romance activation that you guys can grab and let yourself be activated into like a really beautiful romantic relationship with money, whatever that will look like for you. That's awesome. And then we've also got, you have a community as well. Yeah. So I have actually, so with my business partner, Miranda Mitchell, we have the Aligned Living Academy um, and we're both two foreign managers, sacred authority. Why we're still very different, I have to say that, um, because our charts are so different. Um, but we have a, a community on Circle, which is it's like a free community. That's a great place to connect with us, with other human design people as well. Um, and then at the Aligned Living Academy itself, you can go there. We have lots of like, Master classes we have done over the course of um, this year. We started at the beginning of 2020, 2022, sorry. And we have an amazing human design certification, you know, for anybody that is looking to not only dive deep into your own human design, including the deconditioning work, 
but also if you want to learn it like how to do readings how to do it with your clients or if you work in a corporate environment um so we have that as well plus we have some other um more personal programs and courses coming always so that's a it's a great place to we also have a instagram but you can find that instagram through my instagram so it's it's all connected yeah I love that. Oh my gosh. So many awesome things to find here and to learn more about human design and to get readings if you want to, and to even be able to read others, you know, if that's what you're into. So that is so fantastic. Annalena, thank you so much for being here on the show today. It has been fantastic. You know, I mean, you don't know, but my people know I love talking human design, especially with people who aren't afraid to get into, you know, the dirty parts of it, right? The parts about like where it's not all sunshine and rainbows and, you know, it's, it's not about all or nothing, you know, there's so much gray area. And I think that's what makes it so special and what makes it like a living, breathing science because it is an experiment and it is changing all the time. So thank you so much for being here. It has been a sincere pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I had a blast always talking about human design. So I love it. Absolutely. And you guys definitely check her out. Feel free to send her a message right here in the community. If you guys are watching in the Facebook group, if you're listening out in, um, in podcast land, uh, there'll be all kinds of juicy things in the show notes. So thank you so much for being here. And that will do it for this episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. Until next week, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Hey, Dream Builder, are you loving this stuff? Do you want more? More human design, law of attraction, and manifestation? Then my Designed to Dream membership is for you. You'll get the Dream Design Vault packed with pre recorded content to help you design and manifest your dreams, a monthly group coaching call with me and a monthly theme and meditations to support you on your journey. Membership is just $47 a month, and you can cancel anytime with no hassle. Join us and start designing your dreams now.